use a lot of paper towels, but you use a lot of time. I just want you to know that. So you would definitely not last in zombie apocalypse. Like people might be annoyed with me using paper towels, <laughs> but people would die because of you. Prove it. Guess you've got no way to prove it, huh? <laughs> zombie apocalypse. It's just making. a claim. What you're making right now is a claim. It's a good one. Make claims all day, buddy. Do I have to tie your hands up? <laughs> Spirit fingers, friends. Play like a team. Come on, here we go. Let's go. In a five, in a four, in a one, and here we go. And we're live. Thank you, everyone, for joining us again on the Kresley Pod, where we talk about everything from health, wealth, to literally everything else and today we have a very very special episode we cannot wait to share what we've endured encountered and what we're planning to overcome today leslie yes ma'am again thank you everyone for joining leslie and i here this is our life and i was just thinking you know if scooter was a person what kind of person would he be? All right. He would be on guard like a pirate. He would definitely be very pirate-like. I feel as though I wouldn't be able to stand him unless he was an adorable chihuahua. If he looked like a normal person, I'd punch him in the face. If Scooter was a grandma probably punch him in the face and it's like I love him he's so tiny and adorable but he's also mean aggressive assertive overly dominant marks a lot of his territories and just all in all not the guy I would want to be around but as a chihuahua he's fantastic I can't get enough of him why as a chihuahua is he fantastic, but not as a person? It's, I think it's just because, I think it's because he's so little. And he has his big old eyes, just like you. I compare you and Scooter often to each other, and I think it's definitely because of how adorable you are and how your adorableness allows you to get away with a lot more than you would if you were ugly. I think that's very interesting because, you know what, I compare you as an exact opposite as well. You're very big with a lot of very little aspects to you and characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to go into detail. <laughs> I can't believe you just made yourself laugh that hard. <laughs> just love when you laugh with me. No, yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and the reason why we're talking about being able to get along with each other, and, you know, this is the first part, this is the health uh, aspect of the podcast. We have been watching a lot of Walking Dead. And by a lot, I mean we're going on season seven soon in a couple episodes. And I quit. I quit. She said she quit, but I don't believe her. Um, and then I relapsed. She's still, yeah, she's quit like four times already. But you have to be able to be livable with, with people. Like there's a give and there's a take. You can't just always be focused and be self-centered around yourself. You gotta be able to negotiate and make compromises. Scooter is not able to compromise at all. Um, same thing goes for golfing. Like if you golf, you're an avid golfer, but no one wants to golf with you. 
that means you you really should work on your personality a little bit because if someone can't sit in a golf cart with you for 18 holes, they can't. No one can sit with you in your life. So just think about that. <laughs> wow. Our relationship is working out pretty well because we've definitely sat through with each other for far more than 18 holes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. COVID is definitely, it's like the, it's like 18 holes on steroids, COVID, because it lasts, instead of three hours, it lasts, it's lasted well over a year. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I definitely enjoy your holes, for sure. Yeah. I dig your holes, too. You got great holes. Yours are wide. You have some wide holes. I have holes that just like a normal normal green, like golfing green, you know, they, they change the holes. The groundskeepers move the holes every day. You know, you never really know where the holes are gonna be at from time to time. Sometimes it's in the front, sometimes it's in the back, sometimes it's in the middle. Sometimes. Speaking of holes, I wanted to just describe how we're filling the hole in our house, which was that of a garage gym. We didn't have a garage gym. We kind of had some mats and stuff, but Leslie went out and she bought a what? A squat rack. She bought a squat rack for 180 bucks, and it's a beast. We got a, a Olympic bar for 50 bucks, and now things, this is where things are getting tricky. You gotta buy a bench, you gotta buy plates. And that's it. Mirrors. Sure. Half of working out is flexing and looking at yourself. <laughs> it shows that that's what you do when you work out, is just look at yourself and flex. I love it. Where's the work come in? You don't need to be looking at yourself if you're doing work. That's, what are you talking about? Don't you want symmetrical muscles? So you think that looking at yourself is going to achieve a symmetrical look? Absolutely, so you can evenly. I guess if you're assessing yourself, but while you're working out, the only thing you'd be assessing, in my opinion, with a mirror is form. No, symmetry, muscle symmetry. You can see imbalances on whether or not your left quad is growing bigger than your right quad if you're overcompensating on your left or your right. BS. It's not BS. BS. It's BS because your eyes make mistakes. Even salt looks like sugar. You want to know what would be a real indicator of whether or not things are symmetric? Measurements as well. Exactly. Yeah, you have measurements along with, like, you... You can initially see measurements and or see yourself in a mirror and then measure yourself to confirm. Yeah, yeah. I'm serious. This is like, why we work together as a team because, you know, we put these things together and yeah. then they just make more sense. Arnold Schwarzenegger was... As what did you just say? Arnold Schwarzenegger All was right. as good as he was because of his symmetry. He was flawless in his symmetry. Chiseled. All right? So yeah, we got the garage gym going. It's fantastic. We need mirrors. We need mirrors. It's hot in there. So we did get an industrial fan that we found on mm -hmm. Amazon for about 60 or 70 bucks. Um, but we are in Texas and we are in our summer. So mm -hmm. it's about 90 and above. Yeah, I dig it. You sweat instantly and I, I just, I like it. I can't wait till we just add more. More what? More weights to be able to squat and bench and stuff. I'm pumped for that. To our fans, it probably sounds like we need more fans. <laughs> we need more fans. Speaking of that, speaking of more fans, always just remember this episode, just like every other, is brought to you by thinkthendo.com, where Leslie and I have tag teamed by putting up our art and poetry uh, in collaboration with that art. You can also link to the pod there um, and also check out the store if you do enjoy our artwork on t-shirts and other fun stuff. So the fun part about thinkthendo.com is that just like the podcast, we're able to express ourselves there, right? But then you're also able to look cool. 
Who'd have thought? If you purchase swag, yes, you will look cool. If you're not purchasing swag, you're not looking cool at all. Buy yourself some swag and also share it with your friends. It's important. Uh, one other thing just on the newest health kick has been, you know, not just the garage gym building up our physical appearances. We have been focusing on, um, what is it, the after meal walks and how important those are. Why are those important? Those, they're extremely important because this is science-based and I just learned this, all right, that when you move your muscles or when you're doing exercise, your muscles don't require insulin to burn glucose. Can you say that again? Your muscles don't require insulin to burn glucose. Okay. So what that means, so after you eat, right, that's when in insulin is released so you can burn off the, the glucose in your blood, right? Is that how, how does insulin work in your mind? So, okay, scratch that. So the, the process of insulin being, the process of insulin being released so the blood glucose is cleared takes hours. The fact that when you're exercising or using your muscles, that means that you don't need insulin to burn the glucose. It just skips that whole process. So it only takes minutes for glucose to be clear from your blood rather than hours of an insulin spike. So if you do, if you go for a walk immediately after your meals, then your, your blood glucose, your blood sugar decreases significantly within minutes versus hours. So then it sounds like exercising also decreases the amount of glucose, also known as blood sugar, in the body. It does, which is why it's okay to like go for like have a little bit of carbs or a protein shake before or in your workout. Um, it's just, I know it's probably pretty tough to exercise like intensely after a meal, but a walk is a, is a lower barrier. Maybe depending on what you're eating and how much of it you're eating, wouldn't that be a better indicator of whether or not your workout's going to be tough? Or what do you think? Like, I don't know, let's not go down that rabbit hole because that could be a whole nother tangent. But basically you were saying that walks are helpful after eating a meal because they decrease the length of time glucose is in your blood. Right. So, just all in all, that's like, uh, I don't, it's not very well advertised. Like, that's not a very well advertised thing. Well, if you'll forgive me, it sounds like it's not very well advertised because you weren't able to clearly explain yeah. why and how. Absolutely right. You're, and that's something we, we can work on just throughout the podcast. But if you're a diabetic and a doctor says, go for walks after you eat, that's a life-changing habit to, to add. Bodybuilders know to do this. Like I've read it inside of, um, read it in like the vertical diet, for instance, they say go for walks after every single meal and they really emphasize it. But you're right, they weren't able to clearly articulate why you should do it. What was the, was that a book you just mentioned or yeah. was it an article? So what's the name of the book? The Vertical Diet. You want to just give us a... Yeah, I'll, I'll put the link in the download or in the... So, but a quick... Show notes. A quick footnote of what the Vertical Diet is about exactly. Uh, it's similar to the PE diet, but I think it's more geared towards, uh like bodybuilders, powerlifters, but it's it's really simple as far as where you're still prioritizing protein, you're prioritizing simple carbohydrates like white rice, uh, eat a carrot a day, go for those daily walks. Um, so it's, it's just a book about diet more geared towards bodybuilders. Bodybuilders, yeah, but overall, like it, it is one of the most comprehensive books I've ever come, come across as far as overall health. 
comprehensive overall health like it builds it stacks on top of each other as far as knowledge goes like it, it's, it goes from simple to complex very easily okay pause because you're saying it's a comprehensive book of your overall health when you say comprehensive of overall health to me i'm thinking mind body spirit i'm thinking the yeah. different organs and how they work like that's comprehensive of how this diet mm -hmm. is going to benefit each and every one of those symptoms so when you say comprehensive of overall health is that what you're meaning yes except for the spirit part they definitely don't go into any type of religion it's uh they they touch on a lot of different things from micronutrients to macronutrients to exercise diet lifestyle and it's and it's a simple approach it's a it's a solid little bible to keep as far as for your health and nutrition hmm. and they, they constantly update and rehash it so um that's what i was most impressed with is like i read a, an initial version and then i came across the latest version and they even had one of my favorite youtubers referenced on there uh high intensity health there was Dominic Diagostino, I think, was also referenced in there. There's a bunch of different people. Interesting. Very mm -hmm. interesting. I do want to ask you, though, if you think spirit is religion-related. Because when I described what comprehensive would mean to me as far as overall health goes, you said they don't talk about religion. Yeah, because it's a dieting book. Or, I'm sorry. You said they don't talk about spirit or religion. No, they don't. Well, but my question to you is, do you think spirit is religion? You think those are the same things? Uh, okay, tangent alert. <laughs> do you think spirit and religion are the same things? I mean, I have my answer, but I want to know what yours is, because when religion? I asked you, you just yeah. compared spirit to religion, so right. I'm wondering why. Because... Religion is a tool. Religion is a tool to help you connect your spirit, connect with your spirit, or connecting your spirit to something else. Can you Relig repeat that? I'm sorry. Re religion is a tool to connect your spirit with something beyond or connecting yourself to your spirit. Either way. Hmm. So sounds like you've thought about this. Absolutely. Cool. I have, I have thought about it. Great. Um, yeah, I mean, because as I look at you, as you're describing what your definition of spirit is or why you describe those two, not described, but why you use those two words together like I can see you remembering in your head you know you know when people think about something in the past how they look up and into one corner so you do that when you were giving me the definition you said religion is a tool to connect the spirit to beyond something or self mm -hmm. is that how you described it interesting I do think that they are two very different things i i've never really i don't think i would know exactly how i would describe spirit um i think the way you described it is pretty neat i think it would be on point for me at least your definition so that's neat because i grew up in like a catholic household we grew up going to church on those sundays mm -hmm. you know taking communion asking the father for forgiveness doing those oh you pulled your sister's hair mm -hmm. go home and say the hail mary before bed tonight confessing your sins right and you could even look at it as if you're confessing your sins that is still and you're confessing your sins in a uh, a safe place to an unbiased party, to God himself, or whatever, right? Sure. It, within that religion is encapsulated that other tool because they know that it's useful for you to not hold on to your sins. 
things that you know to not be right. Things that you know, like sinning is missing the mark, right? So don't hold on to things that you know to be wrong. Right. But I want to go back to, I don't want us to go too far off yet, because I would mm -hmm. like to discuss how you said confessing to an unbiased person, like an unbiased individual of God. But as even as a child, you know, I'm going to confession because it's tradition. You know, my family's doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I wanted to fit in or if I was just doing it because I was a child or maybe because I had no other choice. That makes more sense, actually, you know. Yeah. And um, it was when I got older that I realized, you know, I think I was in high school, but I'm like, this unbiased person that we speak of in a Catholic church who you confess your sins to, and it would be a priest. Mm -hmm. I just realized, you know, we all put our, they say that phrase, we all put our pants on the same way, one at a time. And it's just like, we are, everyone is the same. I see everybody as equal. So I get it that these people commit their lives and that that is their career track that they choose. But at the same time, I'd rather confess my sins directly to God. You know, I'd rather, and we've never really talked about this on the podcast before, but I'd rather speak it through the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. But again, it's going back to talking about religion being the tool, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the priest is a symbol that is a conduit within the religion. So it's a tool within a tool. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I understand that. So that's why the the priest function as a symbol is important because it's easier for a person to believe or use a symbol. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, it's easier for a person to use a hammer if it's in front of them. Right. You know, versus in, in their imagination or connecting with God, because the only way to really truly do that all of the time consciously is to be able to go into deep meditative states mm -hmm. or be very connected which is just from my experience it's hard to come by an individual who who can do that um they're special so i do agree with you that religion can definitely be used as a tool right to connect your spirit to beyond whatever and I do agree that, yes, the priest can be looked at as a symbol, as a conduit, right? Like, I love the example you give of the hammer. You use it when it's in front of you. Um, because that's how I even came to my spirituality. And it's not necessarily... It is, but it isn't through religion. Because I just, we did the whole church thing, but then there was a point in, in time where I just spent time with my Bible, too, without going to church. Like, I would go to church every now and again, but it wasn't um, consistent. So, but what was consistent was my time with this book. And we were just talking about books earlier, Chris, because we were working on Think Then Do, and there's two or three new photos that we recently put out. And our idea of it is to describe the art to you without, to describe the art to you, the audience, but still leaving the the audience an opportunity to interpret it for themselves mm -hmm. without giving the answer but to still kind of lead you in the way so that you can understand what we're saying and where we're coming from um but the beautiful thing about art is that beauty is in the eye of the beholder so absolutely but and the book we were talking about books today infinite well, knowledge well, we were talking about books we were talking about infinite knowledge you just mentioned the bible as a book and i've always referenced the bible as a work of art mm -hmm. and using that as a portal which mm -hmm. art is really honestly a portal to the the unknown like there uh, like a picture is worth a thousand words, right? Like that, just something as simple, saying as simple as that. It's the, the, the Bible in itself is, is a portal to an unlimited amount of knowledge. 
and it's also able, it, it acts as another conduit for you to connect to your spirituality instantaneously almost. You don't even have to think about it. All you have to do is pick it up and open and flip open a page and there you are and you, you're always come to this profound understanding of something. Well, you know how they say what's for you will be yours or is yours or if you ever hear um you know somebody doesn't want to be in a place or say they're dealing with something right now they don't want to be in that place mm -hmm. but would you say that they're meant to be there in that place like what is occurring to that individual whatever it is at that moment in time that that's exactly where they're supposed to be would you say that or would you disagree I, I would never disagree with that because you are where you're at. <laughs> like, there's no changing any anything. Right. I think that, of course, I agree with all of those phrases, but um, I agree with those phrases. And we were talking about the Bible and how I mm -hmm. can just flip it open and find something profound. Anybody can. Right. Anybody can do that. That's what's neat about that thought of being where you're at like you are you're always here so the more you're present and you're able to consciously watch and be awakened to the moment the more you can observe and see what wonders are in front of you yeah that's so true and i just had i would use the word profound again a profound understanding and realization recently when i told you i wanted to do that surprise mm -hmm. next year in april because I was oh, yeah. I was thinking about um, just where where we were as a family, not you and I, but like my immediate family growing mm -hmm. up and stuff and what that looked like then and how I felt about it then. And then where we are as a family now and how I feel about it now. And I can even like move back and forth into those spaces and you know we're it's human nature to compare so i'm comparing the past to the present and i'm and it's just that's a profound moment in itself because i thought like holy crap it's like the it's so freaking cliche to say you wouldn't know what light is without the dark but it's so true yeah right that's funny I mean, that's why scars are so awesome. That's why scars are important. It's to let you know that the past was real. And, you know, you're here now. And that's why I think that's also why life is so interesting now more than ever. Because I keep on becoming more self-aware as my years go on. Well, and then I, I'm going to throw out another phrase. Mm -hmm. If I only knew then what I know now <laughs> it's like we have all these little signs yeah. that people our elders or the world tries to give us when we hear those phrases and mm -hmm. it's like you know as kids we just like nah. yeah well I mean you don't you can't you can't know until you go through the things right until you actually pay attention mm-hmm yeah that's what it, I honestly I think that's what makes life so much fun for me just in the mundane day-to-day is because I just pay attention to everything. There's infinite in every single moment, and it, it leaves me appreciating life on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, people always question, like, how are you so positive all the time? Or, like, you know, why are you always so optimistic? I love that about you. Thanks. It's one of the many reasons I married you, but it's mm -hmm. definitely at the forefront. And I always tell, and what do I always say? I always say that it's hard. Yep. It's the hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. And you know, people can roll their eyes to it while they're stuck in their their path, while they're stuck in their way. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just, it, it's funny because I can, I can literally giggle at every tragedy pretty much. Like I very rarely get upset. But yeah, I think that's great. And I hope that in people's lives definitely sooner than later and including myself I aspire to be like you in that way but I hope that people can find themselves feeling like that because that is when you win it is that's when you're winning it's great I'm sure there's more winning to be done and so the wins you know the fight's not over but that's that is a win 
And what's neat too is what I take from it is you also understand your weaknesses and your flaws more so than ever. Mm-hmm. And it's not only your strength, your strengths are actually a little bit harder to come across, but your flaws are always magnified. So the things of you helping me become more assertive in my life, for instance, like that's, it was, it was a noticeable gap on what I needed to do to take what I want. Um, like we, we just had an interesting week of work in general, just because just us choosing to be more assertive and, and say, hey, you know, just asking those questions, pushing back on the world. Dude, being assertive in life in general, regardless of what it throws at you, like even back to the artwork today, even back to this spirituality, you know, like we just have to be assertive in every part of our lives because there's going to be balls of poop thrown at you. There's going to be all types of different things that come at you. The snake, it's the snake in the grass. Jordan Peterson talks about it. Yep. So most dangerous snake is the one inside. Yeah, exactly. Can you even trust yourself? You know, so just being more assertive to that snake within yourself, to the snakes in the world. Now, I don't want to go too far off, but all right, just going into the philosophy. Philosophy is real big on mental health, so this is why I'm allowing this in the in the bucket of health. You all went. right? Yeah. Because, and just just to think about the snakes right i think we talked about it in the last part it's like you got your own like your health snake your health antagonist you got your own snake that's preventing you from becoming a billionaire you got the snake that's preventing you from becoming the artist that you want to become but the most dangerous snake is the one that you can't see that's still living inside you and you still gotta you gotta find it and kill it because it's only gonna get bigger amen sister yeah all right well that was beautiful it always is it always is i did i did want to say one thing though too you find those snakes that are outside of you right and you put your energy out in the world to to kill and attack it right you better bet that that snake is gonna attack you back so whenever you put energy out into the world anticipate something coming back at you and that's where the planning comes into play right I just wanted to mention that is because, you know, when you when you make a significant attempts, like if you're trying to quit your job or ask for a promotion or really whatever, any type of energy you put out, you're going to have an equal reaction back to you, whether it's good or bad. And you got to be ready for it. Yep. So I do want our listeners to know that we are not ADHD, at least all the time. And we do understand that we went into defining spirituality because we were talking about the vertical diet and how it is updated often and chris you mentioned comprehensive health and you know we talked mind body spirit and that's how we fell into that but we got into that because you were talking about walking after meals walking after meals and that's a little habit that everyone should put into their lives because your habits are what make you who you are the little things you do every day make up who you are and that's a habit that we're trying to focus on only because we know that it just pays dividends on your life just like waking up and going to bed at the same time every day just like (laughs) intermittent fasting and regular fasting and eating healthy ensuring your high quality sleep Since we are on the health subject, and since we did just discuss better sleep, as we often do, Chris and I just invested in a big one. Oh, we did a big one. Huge one. So big. So we put this in the health category because, tell them why we put this in the health category. We put this in the health category because I had no place to nap. I had no place to rest. There's no com- significantly comfy spot that I can't wait to run home to. What about your bed? Still, that's not, I'm not allowed to be in the bed until it's bedtime. We invested in a very comfortable bed a and very, one. very comfortable pillows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good so, bed. So we sleep good at, or comfortably at mm-hmm. least. 
Is you're not excited to rush home and get comfy in anything? No, nothing. You're right, because your underwear are not comfortable at all. Yeah, my underwear are about a size too small. I've had them for years, and they've shrunk so many times over so many washes. <laughs> but we also, we ha sure we have that Tem Meow edict. What? A Tem Meow edict mattress. Where are you going with this? Temperpedic. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously though, guys, we got a big one. We did. And we got a big one. You know what? The check was kind of big for that one, too. The check was big for it, but you have to invest in your comfort. Yeah, that's why it's in health. Resting's important. So we got a big one. We and did. It's huge. We did. When we get it. We'll discuss it with you. For now, let's keep them wondering what the hell a big one is. Oh, yeah. You guys big. can always Google big one, a big one, or the big one, and see what comes up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Anyhow, what's next? They might accidentally come across, like, a porn or something. So be it. It's not my problem. Nice. If you Google, <laughs> if you Google the big one, what do you think is going to pop up? I'm searching right now. First thing that pops up after a big one. All right. Experts define the big one as a quake of at least a 7.8 magnitude Ooh. along the southern part of the San Andreas Fault. That quake would be 44 times stronger than Southern California's Northridge earthquake of 1994, which caused 72 deaths, about 9,000 injuries, and an estimated $25 billion in damage. That is from Forbes. That's huge. October 8th, 2020. But we're not talking about earthquakes, or we? No, we're, we're not talking about earthquakes, but that's just an example of what a big one could be. This thing's so comfortable that it could kill 72 people. I'm excited. And it'll be here in about two weeks. So, you know, I didn't want to forget just my shout out to that why walking so important. So I said a vertical diet, walking was supported and supported throughout the book after the meals, but it was none other than Dr. Benjamin Ben Bickman. Benjamin Bickman. His Great. name's not Ben, but if you look at Dr. Ben Bickman online, this guy is a savage when it comes to protein and overall health and creates a pretty good protein product Great. Shout out, Ben. Next, I would like to give a shout out to our very good friend, Bill N. Oh. Bill N as in Nancy. Bill N. Bill. What's up? We, we wanted to discuss mm -hmm. feces on a plate. Yes. So, you gotta poop on a plate, guys. I just think that we should stop saying the word poop. Okay, we don't have to say that anymore. But the, honestly, we wouldn't have learned this without Bill. Well, the feces on, on the feces on a plate. Feces. Having your bowel movements land on plates. I just think poop is a little played out. You know, like we've said the word how many times on this podcast? I don't even want to continuously talk about feces anymore unless it's important. But the reason why we're telling you this is because you can opt out of getting a scope mm -hmm. in your behind yep. instead you could just drop your feces on a plate you mix it up like you mix your pancake mix and then you yep. put it in a tube <laughs> you send it out yeah mailing poop right we talked about that before turns out you can literally mail feces to help out with your colon cancer test testing and stuff you don't have to get a colonoscopy um so if you go to colo guard dot com c o l o guard dot com all you have to do is just poop on a plate and send it out send it out to them and you'll you don't have to get the phone out to me i called my dad right up i called him right up and to tell him about this and he denied it he was like you're gonna he's like no you're trying to ruin my relationship with the doctor. With the doctor, he he loves 
getting his colonoscopy and you know only my dad i i accept him for him i would say that that's indicative of the apple not falling far from the tree sweetheart yeah yeah no honestly he made me not want to poop on a plate my dad sold the colonoscopy to me yeah i mean you don't mind it he didn't even want to know what the name of it was he didn't even want to know colo guard colo guard tm go search it and find it so honey do we have anything else for health i don't have anything else for great unless uh, or just that your babies need to be fat you want fat babies it's just indicators of a healthy baby that was it all right um on the wealth portion of life um chris and i have been talking more about investing um my father-in-law invested in what was it amc amc and came up um we've been you know discussing investing for a while and we've been becoming more privy to how it works and what the hell is going on and following a graph um and to just see the traje- trajectory over time um so yeah i'm actually having fun i know that i have a cousin whose husband actually has his own channel that talks about it i'm going to get into that finally just to see what he's got to say about it chris you watch there's this like there's this middle eastern guy that you watch minority mindset that guy's youtube channel is awesome nice i'm writing that down i will say that my father bought his home investing in agriculture stock so and that was about 17 years ago Mm -hmm. so i mean this is a real thing there is so speaking on wealth just getting back to wealth hold on we're not done (laughs) with investing i know you've been investing in fidelity yeah for example fidelity invest that's what i meant like going back to (laughs) because What? It's 9.30 and we still have to watch a scary movie, too. Oh, a scary movie. Come on. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Come on. Oh, we were talking okay. about investing. Done. Wait. All right. So, I'm watching stocks, you guys, and Chris made a great point where he said, you know, let's take a look at the stocks of the places that we shop at. So, for me, Alta, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, I check that stock out. You can buy a stock there for about 360 bucks. That's crazy how expensive that is. But well, think about it. It wasn't always industry, expensive. That industry's going way up. There's a couple clients that we're trying to go after that is all beauty industry, like cosmetics and all that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, so what it is, they have like Lancome, Mario Badescu. They mm-hmm. have perfumes in there, all those different brands, hair products. They have makeup brushes. Shampoos. Skin products. So... I can see it. It's like a it's like a mall, like a mini mall. It is a mini mall that sells everything cosmetic, mm-hmm. everything fake. You don't want to be cosmetic in your day to day, all right? But the other thing that how we've been looking at our investments is instead of having them in a savings account, we could have them in the stock market to earn us money versus just sitting there not doing anything. So it's again making your money work for you. And you know, our goal is to know the shirts that we got on and fill them up so they rip off. Shirts? Yeah. So like for instance, I work for... Let's pause. AMC stock right now is at Mm 49.70. So... Yep, it fell a little bit last week, of course. We knew that. We knew that because... But it's going up. Why do you think AMC stock is up? Because... Because what? People are going to the freaking movies? People are making movies? A bunch of people were shorting the stock. Shorting? What does that mean? Let's just bring up the literal definition. Shorting a stock means opening a position by borrowing shares that you don't own and then selling them to another investor in order How to How can sell, you do that? In order to, to sell short, an investor has to borrow the stock or security 
through their brokerage company from someone who owns it. The investor then sells the stock, retaining the cash proceeds. So there's a bunch of people that were doing that and the stock price for AMC rose significantly. So therefore those people couldn't sell their stock back that they bought at a lower price. Dang. So right now when the, when the stock was lowering last week, that was only happening because there were a lot of those investors that were trying to short the stock buy a lot of the positions to help lower the, or buy a lot of the stocks to help lower the stock price to make, to try and force people to sell off their shares because they, they could freak out saying, oh God, it's going down to $40, I need to sell it. What do you think? What do you think about AMC? I like AMC right now because it's owned by 80% of people, people like you and me. So they're-, they're Let's pause for a second. I like AMC right now because they're owned by 80% of people, yeah. people like you and me. I would say the other freaking 20% are people just like us. Yeah, but they're, being, they're people that represent very large organizations. So that's what you mean? Yeah. People, okay. So I think it's good to clarify that. Yeah, so when you think about it though, if this company AMC is ran by us and all of us are wanting to hold this stock so it can go higher versus selling it, they're anticipating AMC going upwards to $1,500 a share. Who is they? Just people on YouTube that aren't financial advisors. Okay, so well, that then why did you put that last part in there? People on YouTube that aren't financial advisors, that are they not. Have, they have to say not financial advisors legally. That way, they don't get kicked off of YouTube. Okay. But they're people that are heavily invested into AMC. Well, do you want to buy four shares tomorrow? Yeah, I'd love to buy four shares tomorrow. Are you serious, though? Yeah, we have. I kind of like. We have like nine shares right now. No, the heck, we don't. You're gonna cut that other one out. We do. <laughs> we do. No, we don't. Yeah, because my Fidelity and Vanguard, those accounts that I had a hundred bucks in or whatever, uh -huh. I bought AMC with them. Like instead of it not being invested in something, I just moved it to AMC. So then why did you say that you would love to buy four AMC stocks if I'd you- I'd love to buy four more. After that, I'm pretty sure that might grow to a couple thousand. Then we could actually start really playing the stock market. Yeah, and honestly, I could buy I mean, it would be 200, but I can buy stock tomorrow. I can buy four. Mm -hmm. I really do think it's going to go up to like $1,000 a share. The reason why I like to talk to you about it is because it is our funds together. What I make, mm -hmm. you also make and vice versa. So do you, you're saying for the record that you think that would be a good investment? I am, yes, for okay. the record, saying it's a good investment. I am going to pull up Alex's channel tonight before bed so that I can see, you know, what his suggestions are. And But yeah, I think that's great. It's something that I want to do. And thankfully, we can do that now because we are out of credit card debt. We are officially out of bad debt. So now I can be more involved in these wealth conversations because before it's like I didn't feel like I had any wealth. I was in freaking debt. Yeah, we were working on getting out of debt. But not anymore, baby. Yep. We only got, or now we're only working on our good debt. Right, the investing. Get a scholarship. <laughs> Um, right, 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 right. <laughs> So did you have anything on wealth, but that I'm happy we did spend so much did time Did I not on. just talk about that? What do you mean? You said, did you have anything on wealth? Did you have anything else on wealth because we've... I actually do. Okay. I do. For... Let me just ask the question again. Did you have anything else on wealth? I do, actually. All right. <laughs> um... For about a few months now, a couple is two, a few is more than two, Chris and I have been donating a portion, and it's it's a little something. I'm not going to say it's small. I'm not going to say it's big, but it's what we can afford to donate right now. We donate to a charity that we believe in, and... If we feel comfortable enough later, you know, maybe we'll share. Or maybe, Chris, you, you find that you'd want to share it right now. I think we should share it. I think it'd be great to share yeah, it. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat charity. I love it. It is. So, 
should we talk about it now or does it does it fall into what i feel like it falls into wealth it does go into wealth because uh one i think we could write it off on our taxes <laughs> and two um you know we can get into more details around the charity in the later episode but let's give them the name so they can check it out themselves so the name of the nonprofit organization is called raices say it with me now <laughs> so what they do is they take refugees in from all over the world who are trying to escape their turmoil and you know the dangers that they face in their countries because it is extremely different than how lucky we are in the states and um, they have lawyers on these cases that work for free, essentially, unless there are funds in there for them to get paid with. And when they do, it's not very much. Mm-hmm. So we donate. Um, and that is because my grandparents and my family, my mother and other family members, they came here to the U.S. as immigrants, and that is why. Very nice. That is why. Borders are no joke, and honestly, after watching Walking Dead, you know, (laughs) it's hard to let people in that you don't know. Well, we have a friend. Her name is Mm Danny. She is a lawyer, and she also fights those same types of cases, and why did I bring Danny up? You were talking about the borders. I don't know. She says that it's uh, sometimes it's like the walking dead. You know, people are being still being raped and pilgrim. Pill. What is the word? Pillaged. Pillaged. Pilgrim. Pillaged. Raped and pilgrimed. (laughs) Good old cornucopia. No, but it still goes on. And that's very sad. And we are very thankful that we don't have to deal with that here where we live not yet at least yep i can't wait till we suit up and just go to the border for what i don't know help out speaking of helping out um nonprofit organizations and other charities don't just take cash there's other ways that you can help like volunteering your time for example or if they're collecting needed items whether that be canned goods or clothing or blankets you know like there's even the humane societies you know and all those next i would like to begin donating to one of those like we do the kids now we do the animals next i want to donate our time to the horses this summer yeah i think that'd be great because we definitely want to own horses so we we should know what it's like to take care of them exactly we found a meat stable where you can get free horse rides if you just go take care of the horses once or twice a month and the neat part is you gain the knowledge of how to take care of horses which is what i want i'm after that because we definitely plan to have horses later on in the future so you guys will hear some goofy horse name in the future because we'll be taking care of it. I'll wipe their asses. I will uh, Q-tip their ears. Have you ever seen a horse Q-tip? Mm-mm. You haven't? I've seen a horse shit. Yeah, I've seen that. But have you seen a horse Q-tip? It's mm-hmm. literally a baseball bat with a paper towel roll on the end of it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what do you want me you gotta to get, do? You gotta get the 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 horse schmegma out of their ears. Schmegma out of their ears. But anyways Is there anything else that you have for everything else? Yeah, there's only I only have a couple things for everything else. What's a couple to you? Not a lot. What's a couple, Chris? I, I can just read down it. Alright. What so. is a couple? Give me a number. One. Two. Three. That's a few. I got three. It's a few. I got three. So you can't say it's a couple. The ver- two of them are small. <sighs> Just let me read through it real quick. We could gotcha. be done already. All right, so we have a brand new segment in everything else. 
I didn't agree to that. Everyone, we have a brand new segment that Leslie hasn't agreed to yet, but this is very important, all right? It's called Why Joseph Stalin Was Such a Jerk. And this is just something like, hey, today we're going to touch on one thing as to why Joseph Stalin was a jerk. And in future podcasts, we will have a couple other reasons, you know? So for this one in particular was something called Holodomor. Holodomor. I do want to say that you hardly give anyone a chance to discuss with you when you're talking a million miles a minute. Who the hell is Justin Cologuard? <laughs> what? <laughs> Cologuard is the poop on a plate thing. Who's this guy you're talking I work about? With Justin. Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Justin Cologuard. So you don't Who know, is this? You don't know Joseph Stalin. Alright, so Joseph Stalin was the leader of the Soviet Union in the World War times or whatever, and he honestly made Adolf Hitler look like a schoolgirl. Okay, so my name for this individual is very fitting, Mr. Mm -hmm. Kologard. Yeah, Mr. Kologard. All right, so new segment. He's a guard for feces. Kologard. Yep. I do want to say that the dogs have to take their meds. I know, but before that, real quick. It's 9.46. We'll be done in four minutes. Prove it. All right. Set a timer. Starting now. Starting now. Time, we're setting a timer for four minutes so I can hurry up through this. So, Joseph Stalin, why he was a jerk, part one. You just already said he made Hitler look like a schoolgirl. You yeah. don't have to go and into detail. And this is one thing that he did. Fine. That helped to make him look like a schoolgirl. So, okay. part one was Holodomor. Shout out Nate, who showed me this. Your friend's got to be able to educate you with stuff, you know? So, Holod means hunger, Omor means extermination, all right? Amor in Espanol and Amore in Omor. Italiano Omor. means love. O-M-O-R. So... Omar? Joseph Sound was in charge of the, or was the cause for this hunger extermination, uh, also known as the terror famine, and sometimes re referred to as the Great Famine, it was a man-made famine in the Soviet Ukraine. So Ukraine's like the size of Texas. It's a country. Yeah. This was thanks. So Joseph Stalin <laughs> started this man-made famine in the Ukraine. It, it lasted for years and killed millions of people. They intentionally starved out individuals. So that they would have enough food? They didn't have any food so that Ukraine wouldn't have any food and they would just, they lost a, a percentage of their population. But was Justin Kologard and his team still eating? Yeah, they were exactly. eating. Exactly, so they starved everybody else so that they would have enough food. It wasn't so they would uh, they would have enough food, it was just to kill these people. Well, why'd they want to kill them? Because they were part of the Ukraine and they wanted to show their Sovietness, I guess, I don't know. Uh -huh. And you know they don't even they don't even categorize it as a genocide. Really? Because it wasn't like intentional murder. I forgot what the technical oh, thing BS was. Oh, BS. It wasn't. Yeah, it was. It's really intentional. Messed up. It, so Russia doesn't acknowledge that it was a genocide based off of the literal definition of genocide, even though it totally is. So. It was, uh, yeah, it was just kind of crazy. The details around it were, were nuts. Like, there was a bunch of just little stories of just stories you really only come across if you were starving to death. Oh. And there, so, like, so many people were dying. There were so many bodies, they would just toss them into a pit. And just bot dead body pits. It's like walking dead all over again. Dude, when I'm sweating... Mm-hmm. My armpits smell like walking dead pits. I love that smell. I know you do. I listen to Guns N' Roses today, another everything else. Guns N' Roses radio solid. Yes, it is. So, 
lastly, I've been using new motivation uh, to get me out of bed, and it has been Momento Mori, which it's not new. I've just gotten back to it because I, I, I got real big into Stoic philosophy a couple years ago, and I believe that is something that really just lays behind my character. Um, but Momento Mori means to remember death, so I love to remember the loved ones that have passed away, and I love to bear their lives behind me to help keep me going and driving. But then also remembering that my life is also finite and I am temporary. Impermanence! That's wow, what Trevor you, would say. He yeah. screamed it. You also make me want to watch Harry Potter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, guys, we 15 seconds left. 15 seconds ago, Milo also requested that Leslie and I do uh, uh, the old doc shot um, and to see who can hurt each other more so stay tuned for the old doc shot who can hurt each other more in what way in the old doc shot oh so you want me to hit you in your crotch so who could take more doc shots you or me i think you'd win crotch shots doc shots the crotch old, shots the old doc shots let's i'll i'll try it right now what are you doing? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, Why are you tightening up? I don't want to do the dog shot. <laughs> okay, I did. Ow! Stop it. <laughs> Alright. Is that what that is? Leslie destroyed my dock. Is that what that is? That's what that is. We're not talking about docks. Ow! It's your dock. You have a dock. I have the old trouser snake. Ow! <laughs> Tell me a little grow up. <laughs> we talked about it. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all I had. Great. The eagle has landed. Good night, y'all. <laughs> nice. <laughs>